Well, good morning. Everyone. Good morning. I guess it's good morning. It here it is here right now, so that's what we're going to go with. Yeah. This is Dave Robinson and Nate Green with the Montrose Group in yes. our first podcast. Yes. Very exciting day for us. This is high tech. Oh, it's high tech. This is impressive. Well, this microphone we have is high tech, Dave. It's all high tech. Yeah. We really appreciate uh, folks tuning in today. We, we're going to start doing a series of podcasts uh, related to public policy and economic development issues, which is really what the Montrose Group is all about. Our firm does business consulting, local government consulting around economic development planning, lobbying, marketing, and public finance and incentives. Based in Columbus, but we do we do work all over Ohio and all over the United States. So we are fortunate to have a lot of great clients and do, do a lot of fun and exciting work. Yep. And figure we'd start harassing people on podcasts Absolutely. because we newsletters and phone calls and speeches just aren't enough. No, they can't yeah. get enough of us, Nate. Well, that's, that's what really, happens. That's they really can't. it's true. It's true. I think we hear that all the time. Least from everyone but our wives. Well, that's true. So um, we're going to cover a wide range of topics and try and do it on a regular basis and get some good information out there to folks. Today, we're going to cover that minor news story this week of the national election. There was a little something that happened. There on was Tuesday. something happened Tuesday. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess the thing that happened was Donald Trump. Well, really, yeah, and I think uh, Donald Trump happened, and we were surprised. Everybody was surprised. I think I think Donald Trump may have been surprised. I don't know. I think Donald Trump was surprised. You know, we are uh, f- fortunately in the great state of Ohio, which is uh, every presidential election cycle ground zero mm-hmm. for uh, for the political debate. We are pretty much used to having candidates uh, here all the time, here all the time, mm-hmm. uh, having events all over the state, having you know, phone calls and direct mail and and television commercials kind of flow on a regular basis. You know, we've been taking a look at the election results, and quite frankly, the results are transformational. I mean, that's really kind of the, the term I would use if I had to put my political science hat on. Mm-hmm. Trump won the state handily. The polls had him uh, either narrowly behind or narrowly ahead, you know, depending upon which one you looked at. It almost seems that, interestingly, it seems that when he was ahead in the polls three weeks ago, he was ahead by five or six points, mm-hmm. that that was probably more accurate than what the polls were at the end. Yeah, and I and I think that... Um, certainly in Ohio. I, you know, nationally, uh, I don't think that was the case, but certainly in Ohio, he did, uh, he did much better than I think people thought would happen. Uh, but certainly the polls like a few weeks ago said he was winning, and that probably was more accurate. Well, and I, and I think the pundits thought, and I would put myself in that category, that uh, his behavior yes. in the tapes and, and antics, you know, while engaging some voters, would so alienate others that they would create a enthusiasm for Hillary Clinton that maybe wouldn't exist otherwise. Right. I think what we saw in this election is that there really just wasn't any enthusiasm for Hillary Clinton in those urban centers right. that the Democrats need to succeed. And enough. her her voter um, her vote totals compared to President Obama in 2012, where President Obama kind of barely beat you know Mitt Romney in Ohio, right. um, were about 185,000 votes less 
in the in the seven urban counties that kind of drive Democratic success for statewide elections in Ohio. And in fact, she actually lost one of the urban counties. She lost Stark County. Right. And uh, so she only won six of Ohio's 88 counties. Mm -hmm. And probably uh, what hurt her even more is she lost a lot of traditional working class Democratic counties that had factories in them for 100 years. That had typically voted that way, had voted that way for years. I mean, that's... Labor Union Central. Right. Absolutely. Labor Union Central. Right. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Okay. So we've just gone over that election. Pretty amazing results, transformational in the sense that you saw a group of people who have not really crossed party lines uh, in this way, maybe ever. You know, maybe the 1980 election of Ronald Reagan was similar and that you got some uh, working class Democrats to cross lines. But you also had a massive rural turnout. You, you even really had the suburban voters align more so with Trump than I think the Clinton people yeah. anticipated. Well, they, and I think in those rural areas, they just haven't seen, they haven't seen jobs, they haven't seen the economy uh, do what's done in the rest of the country in urban areas, and they, and they feel like they've been left out. And uh, that's why they came out in mass. Well, and I think it's going to have a, a huge impact at the national level. You had not only not a single one of the U.S. House or Senate, Senate members in Ohio lose their seat. Right which is dominated by Republicans, but you had the Republicans hold on to both both the seats, uh, both the U.S. House and the, and the, US, Senate. And the U.S. Senate. So right. you've, got, you've got Republican majorities in both, both houses of Congress. You've got a, a president-elect that's got kind of a broad outline, but really not a detailed plan mm-hmm. for what he wants to get done. I think they, they're, they're kind of crafting the, some of the details behind that now. Yep. So I think clearly you're going to see an aggressive federal agenda that produces really any of the regulations that the Obama administration have come up with, and it's going to many of those will be easy because because the Obama administration did so much by executive order. You're going to see substantial tax cuts, changes mm-hmm. in tax policy. Well, and I think you know one of those big things, and we've talked about that a lot, is that you know the corporate income tax is so high, and that has meant that a lot of those profits are going overseas. And so we're not seeing, not only are we not seeing those taxes come here, but we also don't see uh, revenues and new investment by those companies. And Mm -hmm. so it's one of the things that Trump talked about was reducing the corporate income tax. And so you can see that's one of the things that they're going to tackle uh, early on. Who knows how long that'll, how long that'll last, who knows how long they're going to, or how they will pay for that, which is going to be the big question. But that's certainly something that will that will have a huge impact here, uh, both from taxes, but also from what we hope, investment both in just investment by companies, but also in infrastructure. That That's going to drive, that corporate income tax is going to drive a lot of that. There's no question about that. You know, again, then there's obviously the, the, the Scalia Supreme Court seat. There'll be potentially other Supreme Court seats that come up. Donald Trump has already kind of produced the list He's of put out his list of people. 20 you know, potential candidates for that court, but you can rest assured that they're going to be far more conservative than than uh, Hillary Clinton would have would have nominated. You know, Obamacare, the president's health care plan, is probably target number one yep. from both a legislative repeal standpoint. The Republican House has voted to repeal it several times. 
So I don't think that vote's going to be overly complicated. No, you could think you would think that that'd be one of the first things they're going to do. They're going to look at that bill, and it might be the you know the first bill they even they even come up with is is repealing and and replacing Obamacare. It's you're right. They already they already voted to repeal it once. Uh, they don't have a plan for what they're going to do with it necessarily, but uh, they now control you know both both sides of the uh, both sides of Congress and the presidency. So that's what they're well, going to do. and you know they're going to face a tough issue because they've got nine hundred thousand Ohioans. That that now have health insurance through Medicaid. What do you do with all those people? What do you do with those people? Yeah, and because they're not going to. You can't go back to the system as it was because we've dismantled that system. So you have to have be thoughtful and come up with a system that's going to take care of those people. That's a challenge. Well, and you know, healthcare is an economic development issue. Absolutely, it it really is. Whether it's the fact that there's no employer that wants to locate in a region where their workers can't get good health good care, they can't get access to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other issue is health cares or hospitals and healthcare institutions are big employers. Well, they're big employers in most, as we know, in the most of the communities, they are the largest employer, yeah. especially in those rural areas uh, in Ohio, and they have made massive investments. So what happens if we go back to a system where there's more charity care and other things? You know, there's going to be a lot of unraveling and, and trying to figure that out over the next uh, at least four years, if not further. You know, it's interesting that, that six of Ohio's 12 largest employers are hospitals. And, yeah. you know, I think it's, I, I, again, I think Trump's been pretty clear as to what he's, you know, going to do from health care, but it's pretty limited. Mm-hmm. I think it might be It's going to be great, Dave. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great, and it's you're going to you're going to see cost savings. They're going to be you won't even believe it. Well, I think what we're going to see is is Paul Ryan. Yeah, you're exactly play a larger role. No, you're I, right. I think he's had well, he's, some he's, good substantive yeah. plans around the healthcare play, and I think I think he's going to be well. He's going to be the one driving that. That, and I think a lot of the people that Trump is going to appoint are going to have a big role in that. Too. Yeah. Well, you know, again, we we've had these federal elections. Obviously, the role of of what has happened at the national level uh, also filtered down to the local level. Yeah. We had uh, 99 Ohio House members and, you know, 16 or 17 state senators run for re-election. Everyone was really petrified, you know, as soon as they saw All the down that it was going to be Donald Trump yep. on the ballot that we were going to, the Republicans were just going to lose you know, all the really hotly contested races, especially in the suburban communities uh, all over the state. The reality was nothing could have been further from the truth. Now, the Republicans do have the advantage from a legislative standpoint of drawing the lines. They've drawn the legislative districts, what helps. Mm-hmm. And they're also in the majority, which helps them from an organization and, and fundraising yep. and incumbency standpoint. But again, this is an election where the voters are, you know, they're unhappy enough to pick Donald Trump over Hillary Clinton by nine you, points. You would think, you you would have thought that there would have been a switch uh, in the House and Senate. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. No. I mean, it actually, it's amazing, I think. You could probably, you could point that Trump being at the top of the ticket may have actually helped him. Yeah. Because a lot of those voters went out and they, and they may have voted uh, for Republicans across the board. I mean, we haven't we haven't looked at those numbers no, we haven't. Well, we're digging into them a little bit, but but I think what we've seen is, for sure, we know that the House, Ohio House, has moved from sixty-five of ninety-nine seats, sixty-five seats 
are Republican. They added one. They didn't lose right. any. But they added one. And they added one. And they added one in a county, in one of the six counties Hillary Clinton won in Athens <laughs> That's County. That's amazing. And it, again, it wasn't close. Yeah. The, the margin was not close. Right. The Ohio Senate has moved from 23 of 33 Senate seats to now having 24 Senate seats. And they won a an out-and-out Democratic district in southeastern Ohio yep. with a really good... Great candidate. Uh, you know, it's a good veteran Democratic legislator. Right. Young guy, but mm-hmm. he could not overcome the, the Trump, Trump effect. The, the Trump effect. No, and, and in his part of the state, coal country... You just saw margins that were, that were just unprecedented. Well, and, and if you look at that race, I mean, Senator Gentile, you, that's, you have a race there that he should have won it. He's, he's well-known. He's from there. But the problem was, you're exactly right, he probably got lumped in with Clinton. Yeah. And the whole Cole thing, whether he talked about it or not, he, you just can't. He couldn't distance himself. Couldn't overcome that. it. No, he couldn't overcome it. It was too much. Couldn't overcome it. So you've got, really, the Republicans have, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, consolidated power even more, yep. you know, for the upcoming General Assembly. The the Ohio Dave, House... what do you think, what impact is that going to have as we go into the budget this coming year? You know, now that you have, you, you have a, you have a speaker and a, and we don't know, I mean, you have a Senate president who are emboldened now. What, what do you think that means? Well, I, I think you're going to see, um, you know, maybe a stronger General Assembly than you have in the past. Yeah. They've got Coming together stronger. You know, and again, we have obviously Governor Kasich, who's a Republican governor. And Governor Kasich, you know, while he did not uh, endorse Trump, quite frankly, was very po- popular uh, still in Ohio. And He's still very popular. Well, but if you watched the How- the Ohio House and Ohio Senate races, they didn't really talk a lot about Trump. They, no. they talked about Governor Kasich. Governor so, Kasich was doing ads for yeah, him. I mean, that's, so that's, a big, that's a big deal. There's a... There's clearly a strong relationship there with the governor and the general assembly, right? But um, you know, and the and the governor is is you know coming coming from being the former chairman of the House, of the U.S. House Budget Committee, being governor now, you know, going into his seventh year, he he understands really better than any other governor in my lifetime how to how to you know propose and, and implement uh, state budgets. Yeah. So he has tended to. Not always win every victory. He's he's had some fights that he's lost, especially in the tax area. Yeah. But I think the General Assembly is going to play a bigger role. Yeah. And you well, know, you gotta, yeah, I mean, you got to think they have to, right? Because they've there's more. They have a greater majority. They, I mean, I think I said it. They're emboldened. I think it'll it'll help them. Well, but it's also how does the Trump agenda bleed down? Well, that's true. That's a good you know, point. They they have uh, the governor uh, supported the Medicaid expansion right. to use the federal money from up, Obamacare yeah. to basically cover really what are the working poor because the Medicaid covers people who are on welfare right. or people in poverty to to have uh, government funded health insurance, but the Obamacare really funded that gap. Yeah. Funded the the people that weren't in you know poverty had jobs but had a job that did not. Did not provide health insurance. Yeah. If you're the the General Assembly now, and you're one of those Republican members, and you're watching the federal government do away with Obamacare, yeah. Do you have Medicaid expansion in the state of Ohio? Well, and the Republican Party is gonna. It has to. It will, and it has to change. And so, what does that mean? Right. I, I, I mean, that's a big fundamental. That's a big question. You know, what does the Republican Party do? But certainly, with Trump at the top. Things that maybe were important even a year ago, issues that were important, issues that 
here locally that were important or at the state, they, they may be completely different. Certainly, with, I mean, Medicaid, Obamacare, that's, that's going to have a huge impact. And that'll, it'll impact the budget. Right. Um, you know, who knows how that impacts. We have a legislature that some supported Trump, some did not. We have a governor that clearly did not. How does that impact our state uh, and our budget and what we get from the federal government? Right. I mean, I think those are, those are big fundamental questions that we, we're not going to know. We may know at the budget, absolutely, time, but we're not going to know uh, for for uh, six months a year. Well, they all happen at the same time, absolutely. You know, the right at the time where the federal government's going to be debating their budget, we're going to um, be debating our budget. We're going to be debating ours, and and they actually on the congressional budget. You know, the basically the congressional budget law. Yeah, they don't really pass their budget till October. Well, right, right. and uh, you know our budget will have to be done in the state by, the end by of July year. one. Yep. So. It's, um, I, I think that there's going to be some new drama, you know, over, over the Medicaid discussion in Ohio. Mm-hmm. You know, Medicaid with the expansion um, under Obamacare covers 52% of the state budget. And kudos to Director John McCarthy and Greg Moody, yeah. uh, you know, working for the governor. They have done a phenomenal job of kind of squeezing every dollar they can out of that yep. to try and figure out what's the best way to run the program. Yeah. But they have gotten the support of the General Assembly, and it was tough. Yeah. I mean, the first time they got funding for the Medicaid expansion approved, they they didn't put it in a bill. No, it went through They just did board. it through controlling board. Yeah. They, they only needed a couple legislators right. to right. support it. And then they had to replace some legislators right. on controlling right. board because just to get the vote they needed. That's exactly right. So it is... Um, It'll be. It will be interesting to see how that plays out. And it's a challenge. It is a big challenge. It's a challenge, and it's. Well, it's yeah. it's going to be a tough issue, and I yeah. and I, I wish I could tell you what the answer is going to be, but I'm telling you, we don't know. There's a lot of people talking about it right, right. now, trying to figure out, you know what, you know what they can do. Right. So, right. You know, Medicaid's going to be a big issue. Uh, you know, in the budget, um, I, the rest of the issues, I, I I think there's going to be a lot of play. Yeah. Uh, you know, again. Um, I think a lot of us were, What's you know, the governor's walk, last budget. It's his last budget, and it's a lot of us were, were kind of walking into this budget thinking this is going to be the budget John Kasich runs for president on. Right, and it's not the budget. It's not. Well, it's that, not, this is not, not after this be, election. This I mean, is not going to be the budget he no, runs for president. That's exactly on. right. Not after this election. It, it's not going to so, happen. So um, it's. So how does that? In, yeah, that'll be. Inter- it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. The income tax issue that that he has wanted to continue to draw down. Um, Will that happen? Will they? Will well, I, they... I I think it could make it more aggressive. Well, that's, that's I, I think true. that that's you know true. I think that if if this is truly going to be his last budget, and he wants to, well, he will be more he, aggressive. He may have no, some, he, he may no, have some long passes. I, he wants I, to. No, throw. I think that I think he will. I think that he yeah. will because it's his last budget. Yeah. The question is going to be because he has they have greater majorities in the House and the Senate. Is that going to fly? I don't know. Right. I don't know. I mean, they're you know they're all the same party, but. We've seen that they've they've tussled on those issues in right. you know, before. The severance tax, I think, is one of the ones that they've really never come to an agreement on. Well, I mean, the tax the tax reform, the governor's basically said he's going to propose the same thing he did the last right. two budgets, and then he publicly admitted that they weren't going to be accepted. <laughs> right. So, um, but again, but that's, so that's does that's all this change? Well, because the at the in, because at the federal level. Things are fundamentally going to be different. Well, I mean, the, you know, the governor knows, and I think he's dreamed of, of, in a perfect world, he wouldn't just whittle away from that income tax. He would eliminate it. Right. And now, 
we have shifted, and, and again, I think from an economic development standpoint, it makes tons of sense. We, w the largest source of revenue in the state of Ohio now is not the income tax. It was, when, when Kasich started as governor, it's now the sales tax. Right. So we are shifting more to consumption taxes, yep. which, you know, I see the economic development benefits of that. And again, you're, you're clearly picking winners and losers when you start well, having can, these different yeah, you, tax and, programs. Yeah, you're right. And you can see, you know, the, the governor, at the heart of it, he thinks that, that places that win are those that don't have an income tax. Which is, you know, you can argue that whether that's true or not, but, but Florida, Texas, places that, that have really done a lot of great things don't have an income tax. And so it'll be interesting to see how that happens and how, right. that, how that plays out. Well, you know, and then, and then finally, really, the local races are probably the other issue to discuss. We, we had two statewide Supreme Court races. The Republicans won both of those, clearly benefiting from the Trump, yep. uh, from the Trump success and the Trump turnout. Who would have thought that, Dave? Who would have thought? That they well, would I'll have said, you. that at the end of the election, we would have said, benefiting from the Trump success. Pretty, Who would have thought it? No way. We thought, well, I, no, we, we predicted before, we thought that it would that Trump at the top of the ticket would hurt, and it helped. Yeah, it did. It absolutely it's helped. It's amazing. In all races, and, and in down-ticket county know, commissioner you, races and other things. Right, and, you know, so in rural areas, I think you saw the Republicans, you know, be more successful, yep. I think, in the... Um, Urban in areas. the urban areas, they're they're more democratic. So I think those they seven big urban counties, yep. you know, for the most part, were you know really just so much benefited in a turnout model yeah. that it became difficult. Big win here in in Franklin County, where where County Prosecutor Ron O'Brien oh, fended great. off a huge attack by uh, Zach Klein, the president of City Council, mm -hmm. helped out by six percent vote of Bob Fatrakis, who ran as a third-party candidate. party, third-party, yeah. And if you look at the vote totals, the reality was Ron O'Brien got 49% of the vote. Without Bob Fatrakis in the race, it might have gone the other those way. votes were all going That's to Zach exactly Klein. right. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that was, besides Ron ran a literally great a great campaign, a great did everything campaign. he could, yeah. worked really hard, really hard uh, and raised money and had a great message. I think at the end of the day, that 6% that, that was, fighting back with Bob Fatrakis. Yeah, that was him. huge. Oh, yeah, you, it, 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 it hurt, hurt Zach, Zach Klein. It hurt Zach it hurt Klein. Zach now you're, now you're right. You're right. You know, again, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how all of these races go from uh, from an economic development standpoint. I think as we've discussed, you know, at the local, state, and national level, there's going to be some wholesale changes. changes. Mm -hmm. I think maybe the, the next topic... Uh, the topic for our next podcast is going to focus on on literally, you know, we we, we kind of joke again? about make mm -hmm. America great again, but you know what? It's not a joke anymore. Well, that's right. And we've had it's a, it's it's going to be the Trump agenda. It is. And from an economic development standpoint, you got to think we've had incentives in place now for th almost thirty years, twenty twenty thirty years. Yep. And there's a real, uh, you know, nationally at this at this county level, state level, there's a there's a question about how well they work, and so how does that Trump being at the top, how's that impact you know the rest of what we do and how incentive will work and all that stuff? That would be a, that's a great uh, great topic for us to discuss. Well, you know, and again, we'll we'll dig into it more than the next podcast. But the reality is, whatever we've been doing has not been working. That's right. We've lost in Ohio since two thousand one two hundred sixty nine thousand manufacturing jobs. That's absolutely right. And that's over multiple years. governors. That's mm -hmm. over. Both parties, yep. 
being in charge. That's with, with wholesale tax reform. That's with a wholesale, you know, all sorts of different programs. And we know a lot of that's through productivity, but the question is, what, what else could we be doing to get more, get more manufacturing jobs, to get other kinds of jobs that are high-tech, high-paying, high-wage jobs that, that maybe we've lost? Well, we're going to talk more about that next time. We can't, we can't give we can't it all give away it on the first podcast. That would be... That would just not be right. Be awkward. No, it would, it would be awkward. It would be awkward. Yeah, yeah. But with that... We thank you. We will sign off, and we appreciate you taking part, and we look forward to more discussions.